What is going on, fam? Welcome back to Value Adds Value. I am Kyle Krieger, uh, just jumping on here on a Saturday morning uh, before I have to run to a couple's gender reveal party to just lay down some thoughts on the first couple of weeks of school and some of the concepts from uh, Wilkie and I's, you know, upcoming book, which, you know, we are on track to drop this spring, uh, accompanied by a um, workbook this coming summer. So um, great day. Uh, yesterday, September 17th, Molly Marie Anderson was born uh, to my sister and brother-in-law. She is happy and healthy, um, seven pounds, three ounces, about 20 inches long. Uh, my sister did super well, so that has been uh, a great moment. Looking forward to meeting her hopefully sometime soon, maybe uh, this coming Friday. Um, but just, just an incredible um, feeling now to have three nieces and two nephews got another niece or nephew coming in March so that's it's been a great moment but um two weeks into school here uh in Minnesota and I'm just like kind of blown away by how quickly it's gone um I feel like I don't know where two weeks is gone and I feel like I'm gonna blink and the entire school year is gonna be done but um gosh, our kids have been awesome. It's been great to be back with kids. Um, it's been great to be back with my teammates and with the people that I work with. Um, and I feel like this is the most genuine I've been. This is the most authentic I've been. Um, this is the most true to myself I've been. And I think it's just because of the work we've done. Um, and as I'm working through this school year, so the basic um, concept of this book that we are working on is, you know, information, lessons we've learned that if we could go back to our original, you know, first year teacher selves, we would want to share. That's, that's what this is. And the basic concept is a, a vocabulary book. Um, of 26 main words and a bunch of other um, side words that we think are important in defining um, an inspired teaching practice. And the first word we start with is authenticity. And we've been working on this project like two years now. Um, it's the second or third iteration of what we thought this project would be of what we thought our first book would be writing together. Um, so the first word we talk about, which is um, a pillar word, if it's among the two or three words that I think are the most important to a successful and inspired teaching practice. And we use the word uh, inspired teaching, inspired education or the phrase I should say, because we don't want to say successful or great or outstanding because we feel like those terms are so subjective and can be defined so broadly. Um, inspired, um, the root word is 
inspirare, which means to breathe life into. And if there's anything we would want to do for our kids, it's breathe life into them. And as we are working through this and back in this year, I can see how these lessons I've been working on, this stuff that I've been working on has changed me and has really put me in a position. Um, The thing I said is I wanted to exemplify these words for my kids this year. I wanted to be, you know, the standard of, of what inspired teaching looks like and really serve my kids in that particular way. Um, so starting with authenticity, I think this year I have really shown up to start the year with my kids um, in a way that is true to who I am. I'm not, I'm not trying to force myself to be anything. I'm not holding myself to this unbearable expectation. And I think with everything that's going on around me and how many things are out of my control, I've really gotten focused on the things that are in my control, the things that I show up doing, the things that I bring to my classroom, the energy, the 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 expectations. Um, and, and I think that's what I'm focusing on. So um, one of the things we talk about and, and a lesson we've learned over time is uh, be wary of unsolicited advice. Um, unsolicited advice is dangerous. I mean, for, for many reasons, because it, you never know what that particular person's unsolicited advice is motivated by, um, you know, and we should clarify that unsolicited advice is from someone who's not a trusted source, someone who you know is not within your inner circle. Um, Wilkie giving me advice from out of the blue that I didn't ask for is way different um, than some random person that I teach with or I work with or you know wherever online giving me random advice because they don't know me. Um, I think that's the first part that we would want to focus on is ensure the people who are giving you advice are in your corner and that their advice is meant to help you be more of who you are. The reason I take advice from Wilkie, whether it comes me asking or whether he just gives it is because I know he knows who I want to be. I know he knows the things I stand for. I know he knows where I want to go and what I want to do and what's important to me. So he's a person that can see when I'm off track and when I'm off the rails. And I think that's such an important part of being a teacher and being an inspired teacher is to to be able to be able to have a circle around you that you know you can trust for advice. Because that is, there's by no means me saying that I've got it all figured out and I know exactly what I'm doing. I really don't. I don't have it all figured out. Um, One of the realizations that I've come to 
is just that every single day is going to be different. And every single class is going to be different. You know, two weeks in, I've got a pretty good bead on all, all of my classes. But I know that they could all change on a dime. They could all shift on a dime. They could all be totally different day to day. One person comes in with a different attitude and the class is totally different. Whether that's me or a student, whatever it might be, it can all shift in, you know, a heartbeat. So with that, I need to ensure that people around me understand who I'm trying to be and understand what I'm going for and have taken the time to invest in that. Um, you know, I have a really great group of people that I teach with at my school in the Twin Cities. Um, I am also incredibly fortunate to be able to have a really great group of friends um, you know, family in the education space from around the country that I know I could drop a line to and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I got this going on. Um, and, and I'm really, really fortunate for that. And I know that they see me for who, for who I want to be. They have an understanding. They've gotten to know me enough to know that this is who I am. This is who I want to be. So, um, I think as an early career teacher, I made the mistake of having the assumption that everyone's advice is genuine and everyone's advice is going towards the aim of making me a better teacher. And there are, you know, there have been times where pieces of advice were just to try to keep me um, in the particular space that the school fit in or to be in a particular group or to not rock the boat or whatever those things might be. And that's fine, but that's, you know, it, it wasn't helping me be who I wanted to be. And as a new teacher, I, you know, I was impressionable. I just had these assumptions that everyone is in it for the same reason I am and everyone is genuine and true. And, and there are so many teachers that are, but it kind of reminds me of a lot of what I've been talking with, you know, Will and Ben about and, and other things. Uh, you know, other people with other things going on around the country is there's, there's just such a, there are so many loud voices that don't necessarily, don't necessarily represent the, um, the majority of what people want and what people are doing. Um, and, and it just seems like voices are getting louder and louder. Um, and, and as a teacher, it can be really difficult to manage those voices. It can be dif difficult to tune out the noise and, and stay true to what you know, you're wanting to do. And for me, I, I struggle to stay organized and stay on the path, especially when there's a lot of noise around me. So a part of not wanting unsolicited advice is trying to keep the voices that are influencing me to a minimum. Because I think the more voices you listen to, the more likely you are to um, get confused about what your inner voice is, what, what my inner voice is saying. Um, and, and something we we write about and something that I've struggled with is 
getting feedback from those people that are actually in my circle. And, and what I found both as a teacher and a person is that the feedback you get that cuts the deepest, at least for me, is always from the people who know me best. Because that stuff that cuts the deepest is the stuff that you know to be true. You know those people who are in your circle have seen, you know, they see you for who you are and are saying something that you know to be true. And that's hard. It's, it's painful to get that, but I would rather endure that little bit of pain and, and grow and get better than to um than to ignore that pain or shut it off and stay stagnant and stay the same because I'm really trying this year to um what I heard Rob Bell say he's a former pastor and an author and you know kind of a spiritual leader is when he was talking about leading sermons or leading groups or workshops or whatever it is, it's his job to have the first word, not the last. And it can be so easy as a teacher to feel like you have to have the last word in conversations or lessons, or you have to lead discussions in a particular way. And, and my job is to set the table for the kids and let them speak and let them be heard and let them do the things they're do, they need to do and to explore. I mean, I teach a modern geography class with, you know, a, a big chunk of modern history. So a lot of these topics that, you know, people are saying we should steer away from fit into my curriculum. So I need to work hard to ensure that every voice gets heard and every voice um, is appreciated and also to make sure that we don't fall into the fallacy of insulting a person's character because of an opinion rather than talking about, you know, the opinion that they have or, you know, not assuming the worst about a person just because they believe one thing. Just because someone says one thing, you can't make 10 assumptions about their character and, and where they come from and what, what they're trying to do. So. I'm trying to be that, trying to create that space um, because I don't know that we're going to change adults. I don't know that the popular mode of operating in the United States where if you don't agree with someone, you insult their character and talk about why they're a terrible person versus just saying, you know, that's one way to do it, but I think there's a better way. I don't think you're going to change adults. I think adults are going to keep doing that because that's what they've learned. So I want to be focused on changing that for my kids. Um, and a part of that is making sure that I don't listen to all that noise that's out there. And I don't take that unsolicited advice um, or, you know, listen to people who have never been in a classroom tell, you know, not tell me directly, but tell people out on the internet how a classroom should be run and all these things that are going on. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on my thoughts after two weeks. Um, excited to be back, hoping that we can continue to be successful. We've had um, very few 
very few kids at my middle school level that have had to um, be out, which is great. We're loving that. Um, but we're working, you know, with the kids who haven't been in a school in 18 months to make them feel comfortable and also to help them remember what it's like to be in a classroom full of people and, and, and maintain the expectations and the rules. So um, thanks for tuning in to Value Adds Value again. We really appreciate it. Um, Will's just been super busy over the last few weeks with his dissertation and being back at school um, and his classes and everything. So we're going to try to get back into the two-man conversations and the guests, but I want to get started um, with the podcast and ensure that even if it's just me, that we're still giving you content, we're still sharing with you, and that we're continuing to do the work and, and put it out there. So um, to wrap up, authenticity uh, is a huge piece of inspired teaching. And one thing you need to do to maintain your authenticity is to make sure you're not, uh, you're, you're conscious of the unsolicited advice that comes your way. So much love to y'all. Um, hope everybody's doing great. Find value adds value um, on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Find me on Twitter at it's Kyle Krieger. Uh, that's my same Instagram handle for my my personal Instagram of my particular teaching journey. And find its.will.law.iii on Instagram and Twitter to follow Will. So hope everybody's having a great week. We'll talk to you soon. But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts, and that's what we hope our podcasts become for people, is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea, it sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do.